Hello, everybody. This is Ryan. This is Avery. And we are from the Frame by Frame King Crimson podcast. And you are listening to Pods Like Us. How you doing? I'm not too bad, fella. How you doing? Not bad. Not bad. So how, how's things then, Dean? Are you busy? I am, yeah. I've, uh, I'm partway through a big Arts Council-funded photography project. Uh, so that's working with, with schools and community groups, mainly. Um, but teaching, teaching people an analogue historical photographic process um so yeah it's like it's been it's massive it's like a, it's a considerable amount of funding to pay for all the equipment and stuff and my time and things so it's been it's taken up a lot of time at the minute to make sure i'm getting things right and giving it full attention you know yeah um so yeah it's that's that's pretty much taking up every every spare moment of time I've got, <laughs> which is uh, which is good because it took, you know, the, the whole project's been well over a year, yeah. sort of getting things set up and and uh, applying for the funding and things like that. So, so yeah, I need to give it a good amount of attention and make sure I do it right because, yeah, potentially it could be a big bigger project in the future. So, so yeah, but yeah, I'm you know. Keeping on, which is all good, considering the last year. <laughs> it could be, yeah. you know, for an art, for someone who works in the arts, creative industries and stuff, it's, yeah, last year could have could have gone very, very wrong, I think, as my circumstance has been slightly different. So I'm incredibly lucky, I think, at the moment to be, to be working and have stuff to work on. So, so, yeah, I can't grumble at all, really. No, not that anybody would listen anyway, normally. No, no, no. Well, there's bigger things to moan about, I think, than my work situation. <laughs> yes, I've read all of the things people moan about online. <laughs> all over the place. Yeah, you, you, you were saying, so, um, yeah, it's, it's lucky you've been able to do that with everything going on. I thought that the, uh, the, the lockdown would have backed all of your work up. Yeah, I, I I shifted mainly into working remotely. So a couple of projects that I'm involved in, uh, they are community projects, and I'm I've been employed as a documenter and a blogger, 
um, and just sort of managing the social media feeds and things like that. So a lot of those projects ended up making sort of art packs and stuff in conjunction with other artists. So I, I helped on the design layouts and things for these packs and, and carried on kind of blogging and documenting where I could and things. So it, it's like a lot of that work just, it kind of shifted in nature. Yeah. You know, it was like, I, obviously I couldn't get out and be photographing and videoing stuff that was happening, but I could, I could help out in other ways, just at distance, which, which worked out really well because it still meant that there was an income coming in. Yeah. And then a lot of my workshop delivery moved online as well with other organizations. So it's kind of teaching, moved to teaching smartphone photography <laughs> via right. Zoom which is a bit of an eye-opener. I don't know whether I'd go back to it, but yeah, it was just, it was just, you know, a lot of places were trying different things out. So it was like, well, I'll give it a whirl because that's kind of the way that the world has gone at the moment. So, so yeah, with like the ease into lockdown and things, things have started to look similar to the way they were before. So, so yeah, it's not been, not been too bad a transition really, but but, but really, I mean, the smart smartphone um, uh, thing, that's that's along similar lines. I mean, they were, they were doing things like that with some film, professional films, weren't they, at points? Because I know we saw, uh, I can't remember what film it was, but the idea behind that was that the footage was recorded by de- devices that were, so so it made it look like they were recorded by, by camera phones or by video, cheap video cameras and things like that. So it's almost like a same sort of thing as that then Mm. yeah yeah it's just using what what um tools people have accessible to them i suppose you know so yeah yeah it's been it's been interesting it's been an interesting ride this last year just seeing what uh, what ways i could kind of change my approach to work and and what what things kind of worked what felt comfortable what didn't um i've got to say that i've probably I've not enjoyed the amount of screen time that I've had to have. That's, you know, this, this project I'm working on at the moment for the arts council is all outdoors. And like I say, it's all analog photography. So there's no, no screens, no digital, no Photoshop. It's, it's just, you know, kids and people outdoors interacting with nature and creating some artwork. And so it's just like, Oh, thankfully I'm not, I'm not in a digital realm on that project because, yeah, I kind of had my fill towards the end of the lockdowns. It's just like I'm tired of constantly looking at a screen and and conducting meetings on screens. You know, it's like you finish a bit of work and it's like, right, I've got a meeting now, but you just don't move away from the computer, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. You know? Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I used to... When I was at college and we did we did media, um, I I loved the the whole thing with uh, you know just f- film in a camera and then having then the, the black the dark room that they had there you know and then and then processing your own photo fo- developing your own photographs I mean that was that was that was fun long winded and and that but but still fun when suddenly you'd be there and from nothing this picture would appear and you'd be mm. like wow and yeah. Yeah, very much so. That's, I mean, that's how, what I learned on. That was my, you know, back when we when we met, I was yep. doing the photo courses and stuff then, and that was all film. You know, there's no digital yep. 
available really um it was more a case of you'd, you'd develop your negatives and if you wanted to do any digital manipulation you'd scan your negatives yeah um because you know the, the dig- digital technology and stuff just, just costs so much money you know yeah. it was yeah phenomenally expensive then um and now it's gone the other way you know d- digital cameras are cheaper and if you want a camera with film it's more expensive well, yeah, and and every, it's it's like massively more accessible to people as well now. So, I mean, every one of us has got a smartphone. Well, most of us, yeah. And um, well, I mean, it's it's like a it's a, a media center in your pocket, isn't it? You know, it's like you've got your camera, video camera, yeah. audio, um, and, and you know, like like podcasts and stuff. You know, it's like literally the world of entertainment and the and the way that you can document and interact with people is all in this like tiny slab in your pocket which is bonkers really isn't it it, is. <laughs> but... it really is <laughs> shocking so where where are we at then what should we are we i I've, i can't bring up the list of things the bullet point list you gave me um because my because speaking of phones my phone won't show it me for some reason so um yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll I'll sing I've, from I've got computer. it on two different windows I have I've got uh, I've got our chat in one window and then at the side of that ah. at the side of that I've got the facebook open with the uh, with those bullet points so I'm using a um, I'm using my tablet and I yeah. can't double screen on it um, just because it's the most reliable <laughs> Zoom machine I've got. So, um, but yeah, if you you hit me with the with the bullet points and I'll I'll riff with you yeah. on them, mate. I mean, when I was talking to my brother James, we were just generally chatting, and then le- left us at that. Really, what there wasn't really a, a even official opening to it as such you know where i did the hello and blah 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 mm-hmm. I just, we just watched it and so um and then i think during the conversation i'm gonna to have to find out and listen back actually because i might <laughs> have to i might have to do an introduction to that one let people know that i was talking to my brother um which would be funny but uh, but yeah if we just generally discuss and hopefully get those points in points out i think you know Sometimes I think people like these shows where people just chat mm-hmm. by the sound of it. It's it's almost like a Radio 5 chat talk radio type thing, isn't it? Mm. I think people are doing for the most part. I get you. And it makes it makes a change from the formality of the, the, the shows that I do with podcasters as well. Yeah, I get you. But, um... So for, for anybody listening, I'm talking with uh, with my friend Dean Leavers from, shall we say, how many years ago? Ooh, dear. <laughs> we, it would have been... Yeah. Yeah, it would have been on the band scene, wouldn't it, in Mansfield? So it will be 2001? Yeah, probably late 90s, yeah. early 2000s, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So a good 20-odd years. A good 20-odd years. Because because both of us used to be uh, used to be musicians in bands or and and yeah we used to do the the circuit around that area. yeah and definitely avid gig goers <laughs> definitely went to more gigs than I played yeah that's for sure yeah definitely same here actually um, 
But yeah, they were good times. They were good times. They were, yeah. But the, uh, the, the rigors of life mean that we have to, you know, work for a living. <laughs> yeah. But then I suppose, you know, you're, like I say, you've moved into um, podcasting, which is just it's media in a different way, isn't it, I suppose? It is, yeah. And then I still get the, the thing of... Um, uh, doing the sound editing which is a bit like making music i suppose mm. with, with, with that and the mixing so yeah because i've got mastering software as well and uh, i cool. utilize that g'day g'day this is matty c from the astros fantasy football podcast way down in australia and we love getting to listen to marv meet new podcasters from all over the world here on the pods like us podcast what what, what made you want to start podcasting was it just that you listened to loads i know you listen to loads when you're on shift and stuff don't you i do and i listen to a lot more now than i did then as well nature of the beast having to do this show so i listen to more podcasts to to get an idea of what they're on about and then talk with them it, it's it's a sign of respect really you know if i listen to their shows first then at least i know i, I can approach them with with some knowledge of what they're on yeah about. yeah So when um, pe- people are bound to have heard that uh, from what we've already discussed that that Dean works in um, f- photography and um, filmmaking as well, yeah, a little bit, yeah, yeah. I don't do as much film, um, and actually, I suppose that a lot of it is it's kind of more promotional output and stuff yeah. uh, for clients. So it's very specific briefs, but it's normally to kind of you know, uh, not not advertise something, but it's it may well just for example's sake. I've just recently been filming some bits for a charity that need to show off care home settings because people aren't allowed to go in and view. So it's it's just yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's it just depends on what people need that output for. But it tends to be promotional stuff, the video. But I do a lot more photography than I do video. Um, yeah. I, because it's what I trained trained in, um, video kind of came later just because my cameras had the capability to shoot video. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you've you've obviously been at college and done college courses for that back in the day as well. Like I did, I did college courses as well for things. Yeah, I mean, the photography thing was kind of an accident. It started um, just as a night course while I was working after I'd finished school. Yeah. And then, yeah, that kind of spiralled into, you know, just from an evening a week for a couple of years into doing a full national diploma and then a degree and then a teaching degree after that and then just trying to figure out, I don't, well, figure out a career path, really. The, the, yeah. the plan was to work in colleges, you know, um, but... Jobs are quite quite limited, I suppose. Um, there's not a lot of availability, you know, for, for roles in, in FE colleges. People tend to get a job in FE and they and they stick with it as long as they possibly can. You know, there's not a lot of, lot comes up. So, yeah, I spent a few years doing learning support in colleges and things, still working in education, but about seven years ago I went freelance 
um, moved to Leicester and started working for an arts charity yep. who worked with at-risk young people and, and yeah, just kind of forged this freelance workshop leader, photographer for hire career that, that seems to be working so far. But I don't know whether it's because I mix the kind of the two strands. So it's, you know, I, I can be a commissioned photographer that will work for hire, but, I, you know, with my teaching background and, and interest in education and educating people about photography, I can, I can do that as well. You know, I can work and lead workshops and work with classes or, you know, um, so yeah, it's kind of given me a lot more scope. It's not just like, oh, I'm a wedding photographer and all I do is weddings. There's there's a lot of kind of strings and different avenues and things that I can work down. So it's good because it means work's varied. You know, I'm not sort of doing the same same kinds of briefs all the time, which I think would ultimately make me bored of my job. You know, if I was just doing the same thing all the time, I like the kind of variety that that my career at the minute gives me. You know. Um, yeah still there mate I am yet I'm yeah. here okay uh, I thought you so, I thought you'd gone for a second then. it may well have dipped oh yeah you're, you're, um, yours just did that weird robot thing so maybe it did dip out yep but uh, it's interesting because I mean back in the day I mean I, I used to work voluntarily sort of with um uh, not not uh, Nottinghamshire Youth Youth Arts, obviously, because I used to work at at, ba- at Bandwagon Studios, and then which eventually became the the old library studios with uh, with Andy Dawson and Mark uh, Mark Allsop and all them. So, yeah, there, there's something about. I mean, in some ways, I miss those days, and there's uh, almost a sense of um, that you're helping people out and doing something good while you're doing those sort of things. Yeah, and and for me, I think it's it's important that people recognise that you know jobs jobs in the creative sector are valid. Yeah, you know it's it's a valid career, working as a photographer or working in media or, or or whatever you know. And whether that brings you a massive wage or not, you know, it's I mean, like if you're thinking about podcasting, a lot of it's paid for through advertising, isn't it? And you know, having advertisers stump up cash so because i mean ultimately these things cost money to do don't they you know you need the you need the kit you need um well the time as well i mean i think people often forget that it's it's incredible actually the amount of times that i might work in a school and i get asked you know is this your hobby it's like well yeah it is but it's my, it's my job, you know, it's yeah. like, it's kind of a hobby slash job. You know, I've turned my hobby into a career. It's like, but people seem almost surprised that you make a living out of it, you know? Yeah. And it's like, well, this stuff doesn't, doesn't happen without finance. You know, it doesn't, I can't buy a camera on fresh air and goodwill, you know? No. No. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's like kind of, it's, it's, it's good, I think, to make people realise that, you know, this, this costs money and there's value to it. You know, it's like, you could sort of say, well, what, where's the value in you teaching 30 kids how to do an alternative photographic process and stuff. But it's like, I'm trying to help people. I think 
see the value in creativity yep. and whether they become, you know, a, a scientist, a politician, a, a whatever, you know, it's like something completely unrelated to the arts. Creativity is an important part of people's lives, you know, thinking creatively or having that ability to use your imagination or, or react creatively to a situ- situation. It's a massively important skills, I'd say. Um, so yeah, it's kind of, I feel like on the surface people say, Oh, you know, it's a really nice picture that you've made, but it's like, there's a lot of things happening. I think there with, with the creative industries that kind of go unnoticed sort of hidden benefits to it all. Yeah. Um, it's a bit like, um, I I I think in, in all media, it's, it's different to a lot of other jobs where you there are certain things like with music and books and films uh this this certain link that you you get to them where for instance a song you might if you listen to a song suddenly on the radio you'll you might think back to the first time that you heard that there might be a special memory to that whereas to most other jobs there isn't and i think that's where media is you know, like music and film and even photographs, you know, I can look at photographs from when I was, when I was younger and I can re- sort of have memories about that moment or p- times around then that, that that picture will bring back to me. So I, I think that's something that's very special about all forms of media. Mm, and it, and it, I think sometimes as well, it comes down to like the purpose of it, you know, some media, its purpose is just to, you know, entertain others is to inform or the, you know it's i mean like with with your podcast you know it's it's kind of almost like breaking down that wall isn't it and sort of saying this it's almost like a behind the scenes lifting the lid you know like asking yeah. people how they go about making making their shows doing you know what are the nuts and bolts of doing that um and that and that serves a purpose doesn't it, it serves a purpose to people who are interested in podcasting it's all it serves purpose to you as well because you you know it's your interests yeah um and the shows you're interested in as well um so like getting you know everyone gets different things out of out of different types of media don't they you know and it's and whether you choose to engage with that or not you know it, it serves a purpose for some people you know it's like i don't particularly buy into like all the sort of love island and reality tv <laughs> but for a lot of people it's escapism and it's and it serves a purpose you know and and that's cool you know it's fine it's horses for courses isn't it you can't you can't like everything and you shouldn't feel like you need to like everything i don't think because <laughs> i mean it's similar for me actually when listening to podcasts thinking about it yeah i i think about years and years ago i was very much a a completist you know it's like i get into a, you know i'll download a new podcast and someone's recommended or whatever and it's like right start from episode one you know download them all start going through and through and through and uh now i don't i don't do that no. <laughs> i'm uh, i'm more selective i suppose and i and i go in and out of phases as well it's like i you know i'll listen to, to certain podcasts a lot yeah. And then I'm like, mm, actually, my my interests have kind of changed slightly now, so I'll I'll just unsubscribe or unfollow that particular podcast, or or there are a lot of lot of stuff I listen to, like 
um, trying to think, like This American Life, for example, um, it's a very long podcast. You know, each episode is is an hour long at least. And that, you know, having two kids in the house and, and work and stuff like that and not always having time to listen, I'll literally just look at the show notes and think, mm, that's not really a subject I'm that fussed about listening to. So I just mark it as played, you know, and skip past it. Yeah. Um, whereas years ago, I would have been like, could never miss it, must leave it on my phone until I've finished all of those episodes. And, this, you know, it's like, I'm not like that anymore. It's <laughs> life's too short, I think, <laughs> to, to be all, I must listen to all 480 episodes and catch up. It's like, no, just just jump in at that point and, <laughs> and see see where, where it is. And, and I've come back to stuff as well. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't know whether you do this, but I, I'll I'll dip out of something for like three months and then just come back to it and and start listening again, you know. And so yeah, maybe maybe I'm a fickle media <laughs> adopter, but <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's more about choice. I'm not sure. Well, I don't know. Making I think, sure that yeah. I... it's one of those things, isn't it? Where it's, it's like music, where there'll be an artist or a band that you that you that you love, and then for a while you might not listen to them. And then months or, you know, maybe a year goes by and you'll suddenly think, you know what, I'll listen to them. I'm in the mood for listening to them now. So I, th- I think that's the same with everything. It's like films with a certain actor or by a certain director. Sometimes you'll, mm. you'll watch them in a big clump. You might think, oh, I'm going, I'm going to watch um, five films made by Hitchcock or six films. You might watch all this clump of films by him and then suddenly not watch any of his films for a while and and then after a while you might think do you know i just fancy watching you know um uh, psycho or or even frenzy or family plot or i don't remember much about the family plot what was that like and you'll just pull it out and put it on or you, you know it's it's the same with all media i think i think i don't think it's uh something that's just specifically yourself i, I think a lot of people are the same i would have thought yeah, I, I've done it with bands before where I've, you know, been a diehard fan of a band and bought, yeah. you know, built sort of up to album four or something. And then, you know, album five comes out and it just doesn't particularly appeal or whatever. And again, like years ago, I probably would have been the sort of person being like, oh, I love this band. I'll buy it anyway. Yeah. Whereas now I'm like, nah, that album's a bit of a duffer. I don't, I'm not enjoying it, not feeling it. I'm not going to buy it. And then it might be like take two albums down the line where it's like, oh, actually, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm into what they're doing now again. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I might dip, dip back in. But I don't know, maybe that's like, you know, like going back to what we were saying about uh, phones and stuff earlier, you know, being a massive kind of media thing in your pocket and whatever and, I think it's a lot easier these days, isn't it, to be able to dip in and out of stuff. Yeah. Um, I think the danger is, is when you, you're dipping in and out of stuff and you're kind of not engaging with it properly. Um, you know, you're just sort of just kind of consuming media on like this rolling sort of treadmill of you know it's like when you put netflix on or something there's just so much to choose from it's just really easy just to go oh, i'll just stick anything on or whatever it's like 
rather than really seeking something out that, that is kind of meaningful to you. I don't know. I, I, it's, I, I struggle with that kind of subscription model. You know, I feel like sometimes I have too much choice. Yeah. Um, and I, and, and I suppose I, I've noticed that quite keenly, you know, after like listening to podcasts for well over a decade now yeah, and there being sort of those two booms where, you know, when they where first kind of became popular, you know, when you sort of, you know, like the rise in popularity, say something like that, you know, the Ricky Gervais podcast or whatever, ages yeah. and ages ago, through to like that kind of when Serial came out. I don't know whether you ever listened to Serial. Um, the big American sort of true crime podcast that just went massive. Yeah. Yep. And then sort of... Uh, you know, after that, it's like, right, we've got to get on podcasting. We've got to make podcasts. We've got to do everything out of podcast. You know, it's like everyone's got a podcast. And then and the lockdowns as well, you know, it's like, it's, I can't remember what I was listening. It might have been some comedy show or something on Radio 4. And it was, you know, this comedian was sort of saying, oh, yeah, I've just done the typical, you know, mid-30s white male in lockdown thing. I've bought a microphone and started a podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, which I've had those thoughts as well. I thought, well, you know, maybe I'll do one. Maybe I'll start. <laughs> it's like, um, but there is a lot, there's a lot to choose from. You can't listen to everything, can you? You know, it's like, there's so much out there. Yeah. I've kind of, I, I suppose that maybe I've shifted my listening habits a lot as well in that I used to listen to a lot of BBC output as podcasts. Yeah. Um, until over the last year, I kind of realised, you know, from working working at home even more than I normally would have done pre-COVID, a lot of the podcasts that were BBC that I listened to, I could just listen to live actually on the radio. <laughs> so I was sort of like, why am I listening to this as a podcast when I could just be sat there at three o'clock on a Thursday afternoon at my desk working, listening to the programme live as it goes out? Um so I've kind of my subscription feed has diminished rapidly, but now I think I'm probably listening on a podcasting platform. I'm listening solely to podcasts, you know, things that are made as podcasts. Yeah, and then I'm listening to radio shows as radio shows. Um, you know, like separating my media out, I suppose, into their little neat pockets. But but yeah. Yeah, it's strange because at the moment you've got a you've got a there's a crossover where you'll find things like the BBC. Because I mean, I'm I'm subscribed to um, uh, I mean, I've got the um, BBC Sounds app on my phone, so I can listen to BBC yeah. shows on that if I want to. I mean, uh, I was looking at yours. Uh, I think it was the other day, and I've I've, I've actually added a. Um, one of their shows onto my BBC Sounds app to listen to at some point because I saw it on the saw it on your on your feed on Facebook and I thought, oh crikey, I've got to watch that. And it was the um, is it uh, Shock Waves with uh, Anushka Shankar? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Which again, I probably would have picked up as a podcast back in the day, but now sort of paying a bit more attention to radio schedules and things. Um, you know, it's a program that I listen to live, you know, I listen to the whole series live. Yeah. Um, 
which is good. It's where when BBC Sounds first came out, I, I don't think I really understood it. I thought I was like, well, are they, are they kind of just trying to jump on this podcasting bandwagon? I I, I didn't realise it was. It's more like iPlayer, isn't it, for radio? Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's a catch-up service with content that is made specifically for BBC Sounds. Yeah. Um, and after delving into it a little bit more, I'm like, actually, it, it kind of works independently to say the podcast app that I use. Um, and I, that's that's one thing I've kind of had to get my head around, I suppose, with listening to a lot of audio content, especially spoken audio and things. Is it now I kind of predominantly use certain apps as kind of like channels i suppose so you know bbc sounds i'll listen to live radio on you know and and cast it to a smart speaker or something like that and then catch up on shows that i wanted to listen to but you know was working out of the house or something at the time um and then i use i use pocket casts for my podcast subscriptions um but then some of my favourite podcasts have moved over to Spotify because they've been bought. You know, the company that produced that produced the shows have been bought out by Spotify. Okay. So now I use Spotify as a as another podcasting app. You know, for specific shows and a similar thing with Luminary as well. The Luminary podcast app. Um, there's a particular show that you can only listen to as a Luminary original. You can only listen to all of the shows on Luminary, but that's a paid-for monthly subscription service. So I basically wait around until a new series comes out, pay um, you know for a couple of months, listen to it, and then as soon as the series is finished, I unsubscribe again. You know, so it's I think it's kind of like my listening habits have enabled me to sort of pick and choose. You know what what kind of platforms I'm taking media media in on. Um, and, and, and you know, if if a podcast is good, I'll follow it. You know, I'll follow it if it moves to a paid platform or if it's you know moves to a you know a different kind of platform and things. It, my my worry with stuff like Spotify is is that you know Spotify is a company predominantly that is trying to make money and stay afloat. You know, for its shareholders, so there probably will come a time where it's like, yeah, you've got to pay for the podcast now. I'm sure they're probably, you know, there's people scratching their heads in Spotify towers, figuring out how they can monetize all this stuff. Um, and then I'll have to think very hard about whether I'm going to give them £9.99 a month or whatever to just listen to podcasts. You know, that'll have to be a decision <laughs> I have to make. But um, but yeah, if a show's good, I don't mind following it, you know, and, and moving around the virtual dial, if you will, you know, <laughs> if you're thinking in old radio terms, but. Hey there, this is Bobby with the Rock Guys podcast, and you are listening to Marv Smooth on the Pods Like Us podcast. Check him out. But, um, yeah, BBC Sounds, it's, um, uh, the history of it is that it used to actually, it, it was complicated because it used to actually be BBC iPlayer, but. Then on your phone, you used to have two different BBC iPlayers because there was one that did the video or, 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 you know, television and films and that. And then the other one was the one for listening to radio shows on, you know, listen mm. again or whatever, you know, listen later sort of thing. 
and then it, it was complicated, like I said, because then you got two two apps called BBC iPlayer, and the only thing that differentiated yeah. them was that you had a you had a picture of a television screen on one, and then you had like this music symbol on another, so that you knew which was which. And then um, <laughs> I think two or three years ago, uh, might they uh, got uh, they employed somebody uh, to look into it, and um, who took charge basically of what is now called BBC Sounds and she uh, she just basically reinvigorated it and made it into something that it is now that's because it was it wasn't getting that much interest a few years ago because like like yourself a lot of people were thinking well what what is this all about you know and they, they couldn't understand what was going on so she basically uh, just made it what it is and I think it makes it better yeah, especially because like a lot of the content is already available on other podcast platforms. So it's kind of like, I don't get it, you know. Um, but after looking at it a bit more, it's, it is really good, you know, in yeah. that there's, there's bespoke stuff made for it. You know, there's music mixers with full tracks on that are made for the platform, you know. The, so it's, it is a, it's a bigger thing than I originally thought it was, I suppose. Um, and yeah, it, it, it's... I mean, I suppose, you know, you sort of think of it almost as a, we talk about subscription services and things just then. Yeah. I, the BBC technically is a subscription service, isn't it? You know, we, we're paying the licence fee. Um, but, I mean, the amount of use I get out of, you know, BBC Radio, iPlayer, BBC Sounds, yeah. if, even just like checking BBC Sport and stuff every now and then. I mean, I it, it's definitely worth what I pay for it, you know, <laughs> if I, if I kind of think about it, you know, I sat and watched, sat and watched the FA Cup final at the weekend. And it's like, yeah, you sort of think, oh, I, maybe I only watch one sporting event or whatever every few months on the BBC and stuff, but to pay for a ticket to go and watch the FA Cup final would cost you a fair amount of money, wouldn't it? And I know it's not the same as being there, but, to have the kind of luxury of that event beamed into your house, it's you know you you got to, you've got to feel that you have to contribute to that. Surely you know it's that's and and, and that's the, I, I I've never ever had any problems justifying I suppose the license fee to myself because I think it's completely worth it. You know all those years revising for GCSEs and whatever and using BBC Bite Size and. Like I said, checking BBC Sport and, you know, the, the radio will be on in our house pretty much like six to eight hours a day. Yeah. So it's, you know, definitely like getting my money's worth out of it. Um, I think what kind of grates me about things like Spotify and stuff is that, you know, you're almost expected to pay a very, very similar cost what you would pay for BB for the license fee yeah. um, per month. But who, the, the people generating that content are the ones that are losing out. You know, they're not, you know, the artists aren't getting paid well from Spotify's subscription model. Whereas an organization like the BBC is, is paying substantial wages to people who do, you know, top work. Um, I mean, you've only got to look at like the documentaries or whatever that 
come out on the BBC and things. It's oh, like yeah. people are paid properly through that organisation. Whereas, yeah, I, I, I feel like if I had a Spotify subscription, I'd, I'd always wonder where my money was going. You know? <laughs> it's yeah. like, because all that content is just kind of, yeah, I mean, there's probably a lot of people making a lot of money and I imagine it's it's Spotify, largely major labels, and then it trickles all the way down that tree until, you know, a, a small band or relatively big band gets their measly check at the end of the year <laughs> saying, yeah. you had X thousand, you know, hundreds of millions of streams and here's your 25 quid or whatever that, that earned you. Just, well, we've, I mean, we must have read the stories where it sort of says, you know, the amount of stream plays you need to get in order to to make any money is just astronomical, isn't it? So it's, yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't made any money from the tens of thousands of streams of my songs on Spotify that people have done. Yeah. This is it. You should just leave it playing overnight, every night. <laughs> yeah, I should do that, actually. One of these nights, I should just leave my own music playing on Spotify through headphones and then see how much money I yeah. make at the Repeat end of the year. I keep doing that, yeah. <laughs> Repeat all. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm Agent Scott. And I'm Cam the Provocateur. And we're from the Spy Hards podcast. That's right. And you are listening to Pods Like Us, the podcast that also has the Midas touch. So it's it's almost it's almost blurred where the, the radio world is going into the podcast world and the podcast world is going into the radio world where um for my re- last season, season two, I chatted with uh, Jerry Edwards, who owns a company called Podcast Radio, um, and they are basically a radio station that plays podcast. And then on the other hand, like we were saying with BBC Sounds, you've got the BBC who's a ra- who do radio shows, and they're going into the podcast world. So the the worlds are almost meshing, don't you think? Yeah, and I think, you know, like a massive corporation like the BBC, you know, savvy enough to realise that podcasting is a huge deal. Um, I mean, you've probably got to, like, you look at what are maybe, like, the most successful podcasts. They're probably getting a substantial amount of sponsorship in. um, And I suppose it would be daft for a corporation like the BBC not to have stuff available on podcasting, stream you know podcasting players and whatever because it'd be a great way to drag people in to maybe becoming a radio audience as well you know yeah um and i and interestingly actually as the fortunately podcast with um fee glover and jane garvey yeah. is you know they're they're stalwarts of bbc radio you know they're you know broadcasting legends but that that podcast started as a podcast, but the popularity of that podcast has meant that the Radio Four controllers have gone. Well, actually, we'll just put this out as a as a live program on a late night. You know, I think it's on like a Thursday evening at sort of half past eleven at night. Um, but that again, yeah, it's an, it's another example of that. It's like, well, this podcast is really successful, so we should just turn it into a radio show. Yep. Whereas they've done the vice versa, haven't they? Where they've gone, well. 
you know, a lot of people like to listen to the Friday night uh, news quiz or um, all the other kind of comedy content on Radio 4. Yeah. Let's make that available as a podcast. And also let's make it available on BBC Sounds. I suppose, you know, it's like pushing the content out um, in order, I, I would assume, to bring in a, a solid audience for, for radio shows and things. So, yeah, it kind of works both ways. I think it'd be, inc- it'd be massively unusual, I think, for a media company like a BBC to kind of totally ignore podcasting or something, wouldn't it? But, um, but yeah, I think they've kind of got it good, though, because the content is already brilliant because it's been made for radio. So to, to just drop it into a podcast um, like a podcatcher or, you know, whatever is, is a relatively straightforward process for them. Um, whereas people who are podcasting and making things specifically for a podcast platform, you know, it, it has to be a sort of well-rounded show that, that works right from the off, you know, that, that is trying to just build an audience over time. And the BBC have kind of already got an audience there, haven't they? They just, I suppose they just want people to, to listen live and to come, come in a bit more regularly, I suppose. Absolutely. Hey, it's Gil from The Mind Today's Mind Culture and Social Podcast. And you're listening to Pods Like Us. So, so when were you first introduced to podcasts then, Dean? What, what, what was your first show, if you can remember? And, you know, when was it? It would have been when I was at uni. Um, so I remember really, really starting to get into it sort of back end, second second year towards third year so I was thinking probably like 2007 2008 something like that and it was it was largely only because I'd got an iPad an iPod um and so you know logging into iTunes to sort of sync and update music and stuff uh and noticing the podcast bit of iTunes and sort of like oh what's this you know and um so yeah, just trying out different different podcasts that come up on the charts and things. Um, so yeah, I remember listening to Ricky Gervais stuff. Um, I got really into a podcast called uh, Beats in Space, yeah. which is basically like a massive music mix. A DJ in New York, uh, Tim Sweeney, I think his name is. I've not listened to it for years, but... Yeah, just every week you just get this amazing mix of like electronica, dance stuff, you know, just beats all mixed live. Um, and it was basically a live radio show in in New York, but he'd just record it and put it out as a two-part podcast. So he'd sort of have one hour and then he might have a guest mix in the second hour. Um, so I listened to that an awful lot. Um and then, yeah, so, you know, like BBC content, as they started putting stuff out, became a big, a big staple. And I, I was thinking the other day, actually, about what one of the podcasts that I've kind of listened to probably the longest. And it's probably the Frank Skinner podcast, um, the Absolute Radio show, yeah. which they kind of cut all the music out of. 
and they just have the links as one continuous kind of chit chat you know the stuff that would be between songs but even that actually i've started listening to live now you know i've i've just put absolute radio on on a saturday morning and and listen to it live so kind of negates the need for me to listen to the podcast now but but yeah that's that's been in my feed for a long long time um yeah i was kind of thinking the other day i was like god you know when he when he retires or leaves this radio show i'm gonna be devastated <laughs> it's like, so i get used to hearing people you know and yeah but yeah they they would be sort of like the big big hitters uh when i first got into podcasts um and then yeah i think it's just kind of changed over the years dependent on on my interests so i've um there's a couple of photography podcasts I listen to, um, but by and large, a lot of the photography podcasts that are available are just, I, I'm not really fussed about it. They're more like tips and tricks and talking about gear and stuff like that, which is like, you know, I'm not, that's not really my bag. You know, I'm not interested in that sort of stuff. Um, but there's a couple of podcasts I listen to where, you know, it's more about, they're more about the kind of, um sort of considerations of photography you know as, as an art form um and, and how you would approach work and stuff so the the united nations of photography is one that i listen to it's a very short podcast you know, 20 minutes a week yeah. um but the host will listen it will sort of talk about key topics or things that are kind of happening in the world of photography that would affect a working photographer um, and then there's a really nice segment where he speaks to people about what photography means to them. So a lot of, sort of you know, famous high-end photographers will will talk about what photography means to them. And then an- another one I've started listening to just recently is called A Small Voice. Yeah. And um, that's a lot longer. But a, a, another commercial photographer, uh, Ben Smith, he speaks to working photographers about their current projects and what kind of influences their work and things. And for somebody that is, um, you know, currently working on his own practice and his own research interests and stuff, that's quite interesting for me because it's good to hear about, you know, the way that other photographers approach their subjects and approach their projects and things. So, so yeah, although there's not a lot I think the two photography podcasts that I do listen to are are quite high end I'd say and definitely suit my interests Um, but the rest of the stuff is kind of it's factual you know I'm really interested in I like learning things I like I like to know about you know I just like finding out about stuff you know developing knowledge about things so yeah, a lot of the podcasts I listen to are, you know, kind of fact-based. Um, no such thing as a fish is a favourite, you know, just with the random facts from the QI offices. Yep. And um, and then real-life stuff, you know, like real-life subjects, people, documentaries, that kind, of, that kind of content. So, you know, I mentioned This American Life earlier. I really enjoy that. Yep. Um, heavyweight as well is one of my favourite podcasts um it's made by jonathan goldstein um it's produced by gimlet the podcasting company gimlet the ones that have just been bought by spotify um 
and heavyweight was the reason I, I started listening to podcasts through Spotify because I just it's such a good podcast. Um, it's just you know it's about it's about ordinary people and about ordinary lives and events and things, but it's just it's kind of a lot of warmth and humour in it as well. So it's not always super serious. It's um, yeah, it's just it's just nice snapshots, nice little vignettes of of ordinary people's lives, which is is really really interesting. Um, because yeah, you know, I, I kind of find people's stories interesting. Um, yeah. StoryCorps is another one that I listen to a lot as well, um, which again is it's an American podcast, but it's just people sit down and talk to each other. You know, they they speak to each other and all these conversations about their daily lives and what makes them tick or things they're experiencing. You know, it's that um, it's all recorded for posterity and put in the um, I think it's put in the Smithsonian Museum. Yeah. Um, it's very similar to the Listening Project, the Radio 4 programme. Um, you know, people speak and then that's that's put in, those conversations are in the British Library. Um, so, yeah, it's, but yeah, I'm kind of interested in that, normal people's lives and stuff, which hopefully I'm going to feed that into a future photography project. Um, I think... I still, I still would like to make some kind of audio material to kind of sit alongside a photography project and still trying to figure that out what that will look like, you know, but um, it definitely involve people and probably local people. I don't know. I'm kind of interested in my own environment, you know, the place where I live or, or the people that kind of inhabit similar spaces to me. So yeah, th- there may be some kind of audio element to come so um yeah it's it's good for me to kind of use some of the stuff i listen to with research as well i think so absolutely yeah this is dave of live life loud the decibolic podcast and you're listening to pods like us with Mar. what would you say is the importance to you of podcast then Um, I think what, yeah, I think just learning stuff, you know, and and a lot of the time hearing hearing about people or places or things that you know just never would have come across before, or you know, it's kind of like a it's a good way for me, I think, to hear about other people's situations, what they're going through. You know, it, it fascinates me that, you know, somebody could, you know, I don't know, be in India and making a podcast and I I listen to it. Um, and, it, you know, it, it reveals a lot about cultural aspects in their life or their experiences. And I think that's, that can only be a good thing. You know, I think there's a lot, a lot of things these days are quite, are quite insular, really. I mean, we've got all this, like we're talking about technology and the way that, technology opens up so much, you know, it allows us to communicate with people across the world and, you know, all over the place. But I still feel like a lot of the time we're still quite insular and we're still quite, you know, we're concerned about our own bubbles a lot of the time. Whereas I think along with lots of other different types of media, you know, podcasting can open doors to to give us a kind of a flavour of the, other people's experiences and, and lives and yeah, I find that I find that interesting. You know, I find it interesting that 
I can find out about something that I, you know, just would never ever experience. You know, it would be it. Uh, you know, conversations I could. Again, I think it was on the StoryCorps podcast. Um, you know, just listening to people from LGBTQ communities and and hearing about their experiences or struggles or, you know, just just that fight for kind of acceptance in a society that by now should be massively embracing of all people, but still yeah. isn't, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that, that is something that I will never, never truly experience that kind of, that kind of, um, you know, those knockbacks and those, those barriers to existing, you know, being a, a, a white, middle-class man like it's just none of those struggles will largely ever be on my radar and recognizing that that i am incredibly privileged is is important to me and to be reminded of that you know so so a lot you know sometimes listening to podcasts about people struggling and going through things is a you know it's it's a good reminder i think it's a good reminder that you know your life is actually pretty rosy if you think about it and there are people out there struggling um i think that's why i I tend to as well i don't listen an awful lot to fiction based podcasts i think with with the exception of welcome to night vale yeah um just mainly because it's bonkers and massively surreal um and it's, um, on our radio i listen to the archers as well um firmly cementing that middle class uh, <laughs> reputation but um but yeah I, uh, I don't listen to a lot of fiction because it's like I, I feel like real life is more interesting you know yeah uh i mean uh well that, what was it welcome to nightville is it called that one yeah, welcome to Night Vale. Night Vale. Yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's almost like, uh, would I be right in saying it's almost like um, uh, League of Gentlemen, but on the radio? Yeah, yeah, it's it's that kind of vibe. It's a sort of, it's an, imagine, an imagined town, um, American town, with all lots of, lots of weird stuff happening. Um, and the host is a, is a radio host and he's kind of talking to the residents of Night Vale about all these crazy goings on and things. Um, and yeah, it, it, like it's just nuts. <laughs> um, so it's a good bit of escapism, but yeah, like I say, I, I don't know. I just, I, I think real life is more, more interesting. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm the same with books. I, I, I struggle to read fiction. I really struggle to read fiction. Um, because it, I just, yeah, I'd, I'd rather read about, you know, an inspiring life story or something, you know. Um, f- film is probably like the main kind of fiction source I go to. Um, but even then, I can't stray too far outside of the realms of possibility. You know, it's sort of, I don't get on with fantasy films, for example, you know. But sci-fi is is all right because it's you know there's a realm of possibility within that you know <laughs> it's um yeah but orcs and 
and dragons and stuff, I'm kind of like, mm, yeah, not it's not my bag. <laughs> yeah, sometimes listening to people, it's like when you listen to a show that's from another country, even you, you, you get a t- you get a touch and flavour of their their culture when when they're talking. I mean, I, I've had people on my show, and when I've said certain phrases, uh, you know, that we we will know ourselves. And I'll mention a word or something, and they'll say, "What, what does that mean?" And mm. there's certain there's certain idiosyncrasies about different cultures that you, you might catch on listening to shows, and and it's also interesting to hear what's going on in another country as well. So, I mean, I've I've got shows that I've listened to from America, uh, China, Australia. Uh, there's a Serbian. Uh, uh, presenter that I listen to his show quite a bit or to both of his shows. Um, so there's that. And then another show I listen to, I don't know whether you know this one is life of a lifer. And that one is actually where they, they're talking to different people who are in, in an, an American institutions for life, you know, imprisonment. And they'll talk ah. about, you know, what, what, what led them to, to what, what they ended up doing. And you know you'll hear the remorse in them, and the and they'll they'll discuss you know how the family life was and what's happened since, and you just think, wow, that's so completely not me, but it's interesting at the same time, you know, like you were saying. Mm. Yeah, it sounds sounds really interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, it's good to get outside your own bubble. I think it's good yeah. to. Even if you can't, you know, you're not experiencing something directly, but at least you, you know, you're getting that experience from someone else. You sort of, you know, taking on board what they're saying. Yeah. You know, that's, um, just, that's just what we need in the background, are, isn't it? Somebody reversing a lorry. Yeah. <laughs> a little reverse. Um, I'm going to say the kids are just about to go up to bed. So I'm going to have to wrap up in the next five minutes if that's all right. <laughs> right. Well, we've got to do Because they need to sleep. Okay, right. Have I got that? Got that? Where, where, and when you listen? Got that? Got your taste? Got the what they mean to you? Your introduction? All about yourself? Uh, would you guessed on the show where you already we already know that you have and that you're willing to? If so, <laughs> and so, um, okay. So, what would you say makes a good podcast? Oh, it's a. It's a bit of a tricky one because, like I say, I kind of dip in and out. Um, I am. I'm put off by length sometimes. So if I look at something and it says an hour and a half, like I say, I'll have to check the show notes and be like, right, am I going to invest an hour and a half in this? Um, But then that said, you know, sometimes I've looked at eight minute podcast and gone I wish I'd not listened to that (laughs) so yeah I think it's just um, being about a subject that's engaging I suppose for me Um, and production value I think is still quite important to me Um, I've listened to stuff before and I've just had to switch off because the audio quality is just not there. Um, I listen to quite a few Buddhist podcasts on Buddhist topics. 
um because i'm a practicing buddhist and some some of the stuff that i listen to some of the um shows that i'm subscribed to they use old recorded talks that were probably recorded on tape you know at the back of a room or on a, like a little microphone from tandy or something um and just the, the audio quality is just not there you know and even if the like if the topic is something that is interesting to me I'll just go, oh, you know what, I'm just going to go and find a book about this or read about it elsewhere because just the audio quality is absolutely grating. I've, I've let that slide somewhat, you know, like in a, in a post-COVID era when things are recorded on Zoom and stuff like that. Um, but by and large, you know, like a Zoom recording is far better than a, than a tape from like 1978 or whatever. So, yeah, I like it. Audio quality is good. It is a good kind of marker for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's more about content mostly. Um, you know, if, if a podcast can sustain your interest um, for a full hour on an engaging subject, then yeah, you know, it's, it's done its job. Um, so yeah, I'd say that's, that's probably, probably like the three big things for me. So, do you want to let people know if there's anything that you're up to that you want people to check out and where they can find you then, Dean? Oh, well, uh, I don't podcast, so you can't find me on Spotify or uh, <laughs> or wherever <laughs> on iTunes or anything. Um, but, you know, watch this space. You never know. Um, so, yeah, I t- like we've, we've spoken about my photographic career Um so yeah, at the moment the pro- the Arts Council projects that I'm working on is kind of the big thing. Um, so yeah, if people want to read about that on my blog, um, they'll find that on my website, which is is just deanlevers.co.uk. Um, and yeah, the blog is on there with all the kind of details about the project at the moment. Um, I, I would plug social media and stuff, but to be honest, I, I don't use it that much. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm pretty poor at keeping on top of Facebook and, and Twitter and whatnot, unless I'm blogging about the project and then I'll just push a post out, you know, about work and things. But, but yeah, the website is probably the gateway to my mind <laughs> and, uh, and me. So yeah, there you go. Okay. And if you go on most, um, social media platforms you're bound to find pods like us just pop it in the search and you'll find us on instagram and there's facebook page or you can find me martin quibell on on twitter just search for my name and you'll you'll find me there anyway thank you very much for talking with me today dean you're very welcome, mate. I apologise that it has been so long trying to pin me down for, <laughs> for an episode. Um, not, ju- not just for the episode, but it's been so long since we've chatted anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you never know, post uh, the world going into meltdown slash lockdown. Um, yeah, I might go and uh, yeah, I can hang out and have a, an outdoor pint or something. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll buy the first. Lovely stuff. Okay. Nice one, mate. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and I hope you listen again to another episode of Pods Like Us.